glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch Motherfucking Friday. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's good to be back here with a brand new episode of Kicking It with King. Obviously, like I said, it's Friday, February 26, 2021. It's good to be back. It's your host, Gabriel Hernandez, joining me like always. Um, official G the King on Twitter, G the King underscore official as well. KWTK Pod, both on Instagram and both on Twitter. And yes, you heard my Twitter, right? At official G the King. Um, it was G the King MMA for the longest time, but I want something that kind of goes with and sounds similar to all my usernames. So I was doing some brainstorming last night, or not last night, excuse me, like a few nights ago. We'll talk about last night and everything that happened before that and stuff in a second. Like, so bear with me. And um, then, yeah, like I said, I also just decided, I was like, hey, I want everything to sound similar. So my Twitter, my Instagram, well, pretty similar in username-wise. So, um... Like I said, we're available everywhere. You get your podcast exclusively on Spotify. Um, we're available on Apple Podcasts as well. Um, Sound uh, Stitcher as well. iHeartRadio. I was going to say SoundCloud because there was a couple episodes that we did do on SoundCloud when we first started doing the podcast and stuff like that. But that's a different story for a different day. Like I said, I have a major bombshell announcement. So let's not waste any time. I'm nearly one, like, what am I, like, I smoked about probably like four good hits of a stizzy that I got, and I got a new one the other day as well that I didn't talk about just yet, um, live resin, so if you guys ever, um, smoked and done oils and stuff, you know what live resin is, I did get this, um, alien, what is it, alienware, not alienware, um, alien lab, yeah, alien, it was alien lab, so I had a disposable, uh, half gram cartridge of alien labs, they had gotten the other day, it's actually gone, but I have a full gram uh, live resin stizzy. Um, it's a different flavor. I haven't really gotten live resin too much times since I've had the stizzies and stuff. I've mainly just had the re regular flavors. And if you take a look at the um, actual oil, it looks clear. Um, usually, it's uh, what's it called? It's usually darker, right? So it's usually darker. But um. This other one, I have two flavors. I have, I think, the gelato or some shit like that. It's just a regular one. And uh, the flavor the flavor of the live resin stizzy is actually right in front of me. So look at that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, L.A. Kush Cake. 
How crazy is that? Uh, we'll tell you about that in a second. LA Kush Cake. So it's pretty good. So um, let's go back a couple days ago because we are actually back from Los Angeles. Yes, the king took a very special trip to the great city of motherfucking Los Angeles. SoCal, baby. So we were, we were actually about 24, 25 hours plus back since the trip. Uh, we did do a special edition. Originally, I had thought about... I was like, dude, we got to do a special edition from Los Angeles. That was like one of the biggest things I did in a while was take a little quick trip. You know, obviously a little bit less than 20 hours of a trip, but more time traveling than actually doing stuff out there. But we took a trip, ladies and gentlemen, and we had some crazy, um, some crazy experiences. Well, we, as in just me, I mean, I took a crazy trip by myself. I literally took the Amtrak and went right to where I needed to go, and went right to Bakersfield, took the Amtrak bus from uh, the Bakersfield station to Los Angeles, and let me fucking tell you, man, I cannot sleep for shit on those Amtrak trains, like, I can fall asleep, and I, I fell asleep a couple times, but overall, dude, this, I think it's just the fact that fall, I have not fallen asleep in a while when it comes to like public you know because like you know i don't really ride public transportation too much you know you know if you're like taking a bus somewhere or yeah you take like you know take a you take a bus or some shit or a train or whatever it is you do like if you're one of those commuters that take yourself um to work on the bus or if you take an uber or if you walk or if you ride a bike or if you get rides from people but there's a handful of people like that do take public transportation but let me just tell you like at the top of it man i I can't sleep for shit on public transportation man it's like for the most part if i had to you know i I would but you know the couple times that i actually did try to fall asleep on the amtrak i was just like oh i can't do this and every stop i I was just so paranoid because i would hate to fucking miss my stop and have that whole my whole trip fucked up because i missed my stop you know what i mean so uh, I was just, you know, making sure, stayed aware, and, you know, obviously, like, if I knew that it was over two hours or so that we had until we got home, I would fall asleep, but I'm generally good at knowing when to be up when I should be, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll set an alarm and stuff, like, if I have to be somewhere in the morning or some shit like that, but, uh, that wasn't the case, you know, um, you know, I, I catnapped here and there when we were on the way over there. It actually felt like it went by so fast because, like, how uh, much sleep I was having during during the trip there. I had my um, Advil PMs with me. Don't ask me why, but I was just like, dude, I want to get some sleep in because I had planned on staying up the entire night. Um, that actually was the case. So I got into L.A. on uh, Friday. No, excuse me, not Friday. I'm so fucking stoned. I'm thinking about the days of the week. Um, I, I got there on Wednesday morning. I, I left Wednesday morning, excuse me, and got in there Wednesday evening, like, you know, around 4, 4.30-ish. And um, if you've been familiar with L.A., if you've been there, you know, the Metro Line. I went and took the Metro Line. I got on the Metro Line, and there's a relatively uh, large amount of people on there. There's a lot of people in the station. Um didn't really feel it, it, the whole, I'll, I'll get into the whole feeling of the entire trip and all all the vibes and stuff but yeah so i generally i took the metro line to manatee uh, to uh um santa monica 
and um, it took about 20-25 minutes to get there because of all the constant stops that we had to make and all the different stops but yeah so when I got out when I got off the train when I walked down the pathway I was just like thinking in my head I'm like wow it's fucking insane that we're here but little did I know like you walk down the you know you walk down the um, little path on route to the Santa Monica Pier and stuff and it's just so much fog so much fog everywhere you know despite my um, urge to go on a, a last-minute trip for less than 24 hours and despite my uh, what is it not my what's the word I'm looking for like despite my urge to need to go and take that trip um, it just it was so foggy everywhere like you could not see the beach like if I showed you before pictures of me visiting till now it's like, oh my god, it just felt so dark. Like the energy in the air was dark. Because mind you, that's one of the biggest cities in California. And as hard as they've been hit with the coronavirus pandemic and everything that we're going through, and just that the, the, miss the facts that we hit 500,000 plus deaths from COVID-19, regardless of the conspiracies and all that, uh, Quite blankly, we hit 500,000 deaths. And Los Angeles being one of the ones that were hit hard by it. I mean, it, I mean all the shutdowns and everything that happened in Los Angeles. I mean, Los Angeles was bad. I mean, look at New York. And, you know, it, it's a crazy time we live in, man. And it really had been super long since I went last time to L.A. But, you know, when I seen there, when I got off, I felt like we were in a gravesite. It felt like fucking weird. It just it didn't have that same fun feeling as it once did. And I know this because you know obviously I hadn't been there in a while. On top of us being amidst in a pandemic in the center of it, Joe Biden's the president. Obviously, has nothing to do with what what happened or what's going on. But you know, it was so nice and clear in L.A. But you get to Santa Monica, and you just everything feels dark, you know, by the water, it wasn't even dark yet, it was, I have pictures, I still have the pictures on my phone, um, let's take a couple looks at them, so the sucks that you guys can't see, but let's take a couple looks at some of these pictures, man, some of these pictures are just like, you know, they're iconic, they're good pictures, but, um, like, it looks pretty normal from over here, like, you know, the picture of the Santa Monica, a yacht harbor sport fishing boating cafe and stuff like that pit that iconic uh, picture but they had a completely uh, uh completely blocked off like if you zoom in right here it says uh, no access do not enter and they have um all the shit blocking off i think you had to walk around and no cars are able to enter at all it's kind of crazy because like the parking lot was full and people were like you knew people wanted to park, so that place, regardless of the pandemic or whatever we're in, um, doesn't didn't affect them. I mean, there's still lots of people rushing in to, to park. I mean, I'm pretty sure there was people on the beach. I couldn't tell because it was so damn foggy, and there were so many people. Like, there wasn't so many people, but there's a handful. There was a pretty good uh, amount of people on that pier, man, so much that you got to kind of watch the when you're walking uh, up. The, the bridge 
to get off and get out of the pier and stuff. There was a lot of people walking up and down, couples, girls traveling in packs. And let me just tell you, man, it's so fucking crazy that girls can wear short shorts or um, and shit like that. I mean, as fucking cold as it was, my dumbass didn't bring a sweater because I didn't know what the weather was going to be like. And obviously, what smart people would be like, well, you should have looked at the weather before you went. And I just went and I just, you know, I was without a, uh, without a uh, what's it called, a sweater. So, uh, mind you, every time I go somewhere that's iconic, everywhere, every time I go somewhere that I that I uh, that I'm not familiar with, going with constantly, like places that you don't really go too often and shit. You know, you like to gather up souvenirs. Am I right? You like to buy souvenirs, and that's exactly what I did. So I was like, uh, I think the best souvenir for me would be a fucking sweater. So I went into uh, a couple shops, uh, actually went to the first shop I went into, uh, it was a guy who didn't look like he spoke too much English, it was a Hispanic guy, but he was still very disrespectful, but he was like, okay, so I'm getting the vibes here, when, when I stepped off that train, when I first touched LA ground, and that's not the first time I touched LA ground, I've touched on multiple occasions, um, and I, when I just stepped down, I just, it felt so different, I didn't know what it was going to be like i didn't know how people were there considering the fact that there's people from all over the place there and you know when i was there i just didn't know whether to walk around with a mask or not to, to walk around without one i didn't know how people were feeling i didn't know how people felt about people walking around with no masks i know that you know a lot of people tended to uh, you know feel a uh, very different just the, the vibe in the air wasn't the same I guess I don't know if that makes you crazy saying that I can I can't I can uh, understand people's energies and vibes and stuff but just the whole message I mean there's stores that are shut down I mean if you go to that outdoor outdoor mall on Santa Monica near the beach I know you guys know what I'm talking about if you've been there or you're familiar with it the outdoor mall dude I walked through that shit dude it was like a fucking ghost town bro and the malls are fucking open but stores are closed before eight. Uh, Jesus, the, all, the stores are all closed before 8, and, you know, it, it, it looked like more stores are closed than anything, so it was crazy, I mean, look, I'm looking at a video literally right now of walking through, uh, it was, it's just, it's insane that it was just that deserted, and it's a mall, and there was a couple stores that said we are open, but relatively, like, being at, at a fucking mall, like, that was the most empty I had ever seen a mall. Now, I don't know if L.A. had, uh, I didn't really care to look either, but I didn't know if they had specific curfew and stuff because there was lots of people on the road after, uh, way after uh, 8 o'clock. But, I mean, the, the traffic was like normal traffic, but the amount of people walking around and stuff. And, you know, you know, or if you've been to L.A., if you've been to the beach, if you've been to Santa Monica, you know, relatively, that shit's always packed. Now people probably just you know go to go to go home a little earlier and stuff during the day, but it was like seven, to eight o'clock ish, and um, there was a heavy cop presence. I did see loads of cops driving around. Uh, a couple cops turned down the lights and flashing uh, responder. I guess situations happening, which wasn't actually that far away. It turns out because when I was walking up the road and stuff, I did see where there was cops had their lights flashed on, but. You know, like, I would 
go into, let me just tell you this next part. I would go into the stores, like any store you would go into, depending on what, what it is, like, there's just cops in there. You know, seven, I went to a fucking 7-Eleven, boom, there was two cops chilling in there. I mean, I walked out of the train station, there was cops walking around there and just, you know, sitting there. Not in their cars, just standing out, like just, there's a heavy cop presence everywhere, and it felt like a, it felt weird, it felt like a dictatorship, like it felt just like the energy in the air was just so different, man, and it was uh, 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 unlike anything else I had ever seen, and just, you know, it felt like I was in a different country, so just, it felt like someone just got murdered or somewhere, we just, like, had one of the worst disasters in the whole wide world. And, you know, it was just, it was one of the most craziest feelings I've ever felt. Like, it kind of made my energy for being at the, at the, in the whole L.A. to just go down. You know, I was kind of excited to go and uh, explore some weed shops. Mind you, I didn't really stay too long. And, uh, and you know, obviously, like I said, it was around 4, 4.30ish, 5. And I wasn't planning on staying in any hotels. That's why I was very keen on getting my sleep, which I really didn't get too much of on the Amtrak train and stuff. And I wanted to see, like, I wanted just to walk around. Because, you know, I had it in my head, you know, last time, the first time I ever went to Santa Monica, man, I did to see Santa Monica since a kid. So I, the first time I ever went to Santa Monica, um, I had uh, visions in my head of going and visiting there. You know, since I was a young kid, so I had fulfilled a childhood dream. I, I fulfilled a childhood dream going there and uh, seeing everything I wanted to see. Because if you're familiar with uh, the Grand Theft Auto V game, you've played it since it's been out. Um, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. It's available on all those platforms. Um, if you're familiar with the game, you go to uh, Los Santos... Isn't the city of Los Santos? Yeah, Los Santos is basically Los Angeles, but in the video game, and it's exactly the same. It looks dead ass identical. Santa Monica is basically like Los Santos is, you know, Santa Monica. And uh, what is it called? What was the beach called or something like that? But I just remember the fucking city looked exact, uh, exactly the same. And uh, at that point in time, when I originally went to visit, I had just been so, uh, what's it called, uh, I had been so, like, deep into that game already, I'd beaten career mode multiple times, I played all three endings for the game, if you play the game, you know how you can pick alternate endings, consider, uh, depending on the character that you choose, if you choose to kill Trevor, or you choose to kill Michael, or you choose to kill um, Agent Steve Haynes, and um, if you remember the ending in GTA uh, Five, you know the ending. You, you you get what I mean. That's not what we're here to talk about. A fucking video game. Um, but the first time I went to Santa Monica, I wanted to go match everything, like meaning that I want to find this part in the game in Santa Monica, and I was doing that for like the longest time. I was walking for like a couple few hours or so, like that, all together. And the second time I went around, I also went to Santa Monica on top of going to Hollywood. So I went to Santa Monica, and then I went to Hollywood. And one of the most anxiety-filled things, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, is worrying about your phone's battery. 
And you guys know that I went and I bought the NBA Galaxy, the Galaxy Note. Um, and, you know, obviously both batteries are very good, but I would, like, realistically like to be entertained while I'm walking around, so listening to music and stuff. And I was just heavily paranoid about my battery life. Because, you know, like, I'm, I'm not from here. Uh, uh, there's not much places to charge a phone. There's not much places to be at. And I don't want to have to spend money on a power bank or something like that that I couldn't even charge a power bank. So if I'm power bank's half dead and everything's dead, then I'm not going to be able to get around or, you know, I might have to be in the position to ask somebody to to use their phone for a second. And it, it's an entire mess, ladies and gentlemen. It would be an entire mess. So we kind of, I kind of was a little nervous about my battery life. Even though I had both phones, I had the iPhone, I had the Android, I'm still kind of nervous about it. And then considering the fact of where I was and then the vibe in the air that I felt when I was there, it just was absolutely crazy. I mean, like, you know, like 15 minutes in, literally, I was on the Metro line and I seen some people uh, holding, like, bottles like this. Uh, this one lady, it was a homeless lady. Um, she was carrying a fucking bottle of vodka or some shit, and I'm just like, what the fuck, dude, you got people walking around punching the air, you got people sleeping on the train, I mean, it wasn't necessarily like regular people, it was, you could tell there was either a drug problem or an alcohol problem, and there's just lots of, you know, I kind of forgot, like, there's the amount of homeless people in Los Angeles, it's pretty fucking wild, but, um, I guess I just hadn't been somewhere like that in a while, it's a very, uh, attractive area, attracts lots of people around the world, I mean, it was a Wednesday, so, mind you, if it was, like, a Friday or some shit like that, it would be a lot more packed, I'd like to say, too, so, can't, the way that I felt when I was there, I mean, I was excited to be there, it was a last-minute decision, literally the night before, I was talking to my girl, and I, I asked her, I was like, hey, should I go when I do this, I was like, because, you know, uh, every time I get paid, I like to do something nice for myself. So every time I get paid for my work, my job, um, I like to go buy myself something nice or do something nice. But you know, but only two days off. You really don't get uh, two days off out of the entire week. You really don't get too much uh, things to do, rather, and you gotta time it. And like I said, it wasn't like Friday or Saturday. It was it was literally Wednesday in the middle of the the week. So there wasn't really too much to do. I mean, I wanted to go. That I actually wanted to go. Uh, sit on the beach <laughs> you know originally before looking at the weather i was just like i want to go like get in the water or something like enjoy it for like 24 hours there was one instance where i stayed up the entire night because and i didn't i didn't know where i didn't want to go into a hotel i think i didn't get into a hotel and i don't know if it was the first time or the second time um that i i had uh What's it called? I had stayed in a hostel. You know what a hostel is? Imagine a motherfucking college dorm room. Well, obviously before COVID and stuff, but imagine a fucking car college dorm room. That's exactly what it looks like. You know, people have four people are in that room. Everybody has access to the room, and it's just like a fucking uh, hotel college dorm room. For college, it looks like college dorm rooms. Multiple people in every room. Um, obviously nowadays, it's I think it's temporary closed because I did look it up at one point and it said temporary closed and I'm temporary closed but it was like the first or second time that I went to Santa Monica I stayed in a hotel the first time I just sat on the bench the entire night and I was fucking stoned I had like four different types of weed on me 
the first time I went out there, the second time, uh, I, I think it was like the first or second time, but I had went to this one uh, weed shop. So fucking cool. I mean, everything was so much more cooler before this motherfucking coronavirus, but literally, they had, it was like a bar, a bar for weed, people that smoked weed, and there was a, a big-ass fucking screen out on the fucking wall that was playing cool-ass music, and literally, like, you know where the, the tables are where you... We we the we go sit and have people make you drinks right when, when the bartender makes you the the whole the whole table thing like that I can't think of the fucking thing the counter yeah it was, so it was like a counter so it was, it was a counter that you could roll your own stuff so you go next door and get all your weed and um, you take it next door and you roll it you smoke your pipe you smoke whatever it is you're smoking um I think I I sat in there and smoked a whole joint uh, a couple joints or so. no it was it was a full joint and then i went back out and started walking around um i forgot i think that was in la that i think that was either la or i don't know if that was in la or santa monica because a lot of people get it confused like just because you go to la like yeah i went to off and went to Santa Monica as well, so, you know, Hollywood, LA, Santa Monica, people like to kind of link them together, and that's the way that I feel about it, too, just, like, one big-ass thing, because LA just full of all these little towns, and I just feel like that's the most talked-about city, and very popular city in California, so just, like, you know, I kind of like to associate the, the, the uh, areas together, so, um, yeah, man, so the, the first couple experiences that I did have were, you know, pretty crazy i mean I, I try to uh keep my trips under a few hundred dollars if i can uh minus the souvenirs because i'm actually wearing one of the souvenirs i ended up di getting a sweater uh, a couple days ago when i went there and it says uh i, I posted a couple pictures of it on in, in the on the instagram and i think twitter as well no instagram and facebook but okay so it says uh california surf club Santa Monica, California, Surf Club Athletic Department, established 1887. Of uh, clothes, and speaking of uh, big news and stuff, ladies and gentlemen, I don't even know if you even talked about it, at the top of the hour, at 12 o'clock on, on fucking February 26th, 2021, we have some motherfucking breaking things, and we're very, very excited to talk about these specifics. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been something that I've been talking about multiple times on the podcast for a very long time, um, and something I've been, you know, kind of mentioning a couple times that we were going to do here, but it never really kind of fell together, never really found the, the time and nor dedication to commit to the idea of news. breaking motherfucking news, ladies and gentlemen, so the first ever um, podcast t-shirt for um, our show will be uh, the first one will be is in the mail I, I fully designed it customized it it took me a long time it took about over half an hour to you know be com comfortable with different designs and stuff like that but we are getting that ladies and gentlemen the first official kicking with the king podcast t-shirt is coming out baby obviously it won't be available for sale right away but, you know, obviously, like I said, I want to get a little piece of my work in the palm of my hands. Then we'll create, we'll start creating more of, um, I am looking to, um, create women's 
wear as well, not just our unisex or whatever it is you want to call it, male or female, mainly uh, male or female when it comes to uh, sizes. And, you know, obviously, like I said, it's about to, uh, winter is about to end, so it's not going to be hot or cold anymore, excuse me, so we're kind of going into summer vibes, you know, like tank tops, t-shirts, but it, it, so much more is coming, obviously, like I said, it was the first design uh, that I, <coughs> it wasn't the first ever kicking with the king design that I had drafted, but I completely redesigned it, so um, I actually take a look at it, I wish I could show you guys, but I cannot wait until this comes to the mail, ladies and gentlemen, because after this one, I'm, I'm gonna, um, have a, a, a batch created, and I'm going to, um, put them up for sale in our, uh, make a, and create a, obviously a podcast, um, a podcast store, but not, not really like a podcast store, um, but you guys get the opportunity to purchase podcast gear, um, the podcast, if you like and support the show, if you like me, if you support me, if you're rocking with the show since day one, um, I'd suggest, you know, if you if you want to buy podcast merch, you'll be able to, and um, you'll have access to that, so, I mean, we're obviously going to see how the shirt is first, I mean, obviously, because like, I'm super excited, um, it's going to be nice, but we'll go from there, from seeing the shirt to uh, the way we're going to distribute the products and what we're going to create for people and what we're going to have because obviously like i said this would be funded by me fully and um obviously like i said i'm not taking any um what's it called i'm not no it's all completely me so it's all going to be curated and created by myself right now i don't have a team i don't have anything like that so a lot of the designs i've been very good and fortunate to have solid designs for the stuff that i do and uh, this is a game changer. I'm really liking this T-shirt. I, I really think it's a, uh, I think it's a, a first step into the merch world when it comes to podcasts and having. I mean, when you have a podcast, man, you gotta have co- you gotta have shit for the show and stuff and you know coffee mugs or anything or something along those lines. Um, but let's take a look at it. yeah. Here, here it is. Let's pull it up on the Android. But yeah, so that's a first step into something super exciting. I've uh, never really created my own t-shirts, but the design, I've designed them for super long, but I just never really come to uh, terms to really, to where, I didn't really feel comfortable enough to release the shirts, and I didn't feel comfortable enough with the design, and I felt like for the longest time I could do better, but you know, I I took a long time for uh, this, this particular design. I think it's really cool. Like near the front, it says "Kicking with the King" podcast. It has five stars on it, and because you know I have stars on my arm, so it's kind of like representing me. For for example, then it has uh, the Instagram handle "Kicking uh, with the King" handle on the back as well, um, and it says Spotify podcast as well, and made in the USA in the back. It's so much cooler than I'm describing, but yeah, it looks fucking good, man. I'm really fucking excited for it. It, it looks better than I'm describing. Whole logo, super big, and uh, obviously comes in black. But yeah, from there, then on, uh, from there, I'm gonna look at um, and see what other um, forms, like di- different types of T-shirts, maybe some sweaters, some sh- some um, tank tops and stuff too. So 
we'll be looking at that as well. So uh, that's pretty exciting. So uh, that's some really good breaking news for the podcast as well. So um, looking forward to that. And um, also, I did purchase a 250 gigabyte. Uh, what's it called? A 250 gigabyte. Uh, memory card for my note as well this is like the super phone so yeah you gotta have the most maximum uh, memory that you can have because I think normally it's about uh, six so so it's enormous how much uh, gigs that you use and how much of uh, apps that are already on there that use the, the the memory and stuff like that but yeah I'm, I'm trying to you know like I said this has the most memory and I'm trying to have as much uh, space on this phone because I do use my note for you know obviously streaming movies i use it for um social media lots of games i did download call of duty mobile on there so if you want to get at me and get fucked up on call of duty mobile be sure to add me up g the king i think it was like what is it g the king mma 209 or some shit like that because i'm a big fan of nate diaz and stuff so i wanted to put the little 209 at the end so um yeah hit me up we can follow follow me whatever follow add whatever the fuck it is on call of duty mobile i don't play the xbox version or the playstation version i absolutely suck ass but i'm actually super good at call of duty mobile so we can fucking play that shit if you want to but yeah so other than that you know that i keep my um all my apps on here all my emails i look at all my emails um just keep everything on here i mean i have i, I do have both phones and stuff so uh Um, yeah, I'm just, I keep <laughs> I keep my e emails and everything all together properly. I do keep um, important stuff on my iPhone as well, but just like they, they can do different things, and you know, obviously, it just you know I don't use TV. I don't have TV, and I don't want just one device to where like you know, like you know, for example, there's times where I like to watch shit on TV or watch fights or do stuff and be able to talk about it too so it's kind of like my phone's so big that it looks like a tablet so you know what i mean it's gonna um it does a lot of things like i can watch lots of fights and you know just the notes the galaxy notes and just all the galaxies have been all fantastic from the very beginning so yeah i don't know how we got to talking about that oh yeah so like a 250 gigabyte um memory cards coming in the mail but um I know there's been some delays in some of the packaging for fedex and some packages in general um, because of the weather and the crazy weather, and you obviously know what's going on in Texas, and you know New York's pretty crazy too. So, um, anyways, guys, anything else? Yeah, yeah, coming in the mail. It says it's gonna arrive on Tuesday, March 9th. Okay, that's cool. Um, is there anything else I bought? No, there's nothing else in the mail. I think. Um, but anyways, guys, uh, completely off topic. Um, quickly, like I said, as always, give us a follow on social media at kwtk pod as well as um on instagram at g or freaking uh instagram g the king underscore official as well as uh my twitter at real g the king on twitter um so here we go
Fish King and Helwani. That would be a good show, man. Um, we went completely off topic, but um, let's go back re- little like final recap of the trip. Like it, it was a great trip. You know, like I said, it creates memories for a, a lifetime. I'm very fond of both uh, times I did go. I would like to visit more often. I do think I am going to visit more often. But obviously have it a little bit better prepared. I mean, there's been times when I've went places where I went the first or second time that I wasn't prepared. But yeah, this this time around, I'm very uh, prepared. I was prepared. Um, next time, obviously, bring better shoes, for, for example. Um, and obviously come earlier in the day or have more time off to, to be able to do that. And uh, like I said, I'd like to go with somebody next time. I mean, all three times that I've gone, I went literally went by myself, but it's kind of like a spiritual healing, kind in a kind of way, and it's kind of like I have a, you know, fun doing certain things by myself, and I, I enjoy it because, uh, you know, you get you get the, the opportunity to, um, you know, find yourself. Like if you're struggling or you're going through a bad time or a bad life. Or uh, a bad stage in life. I'm not saying that's the fucking reason why I went. I wanted to go because I wanted to do something out of the ordinary that I never do and surprise myself and and stick to it. And it wasn't that bad. The ride wasn't that bad. Obviously, I'd like to do more stuff with people, take more pictures, and you know, and not be so worried about my fucking battery life. Because I'm not trying to get stranded in Los Angeles out of all fucking places w- with the cops acting weird. These these cops is acted weird man it's like what the fuck and every other motherfucking story there's a cop jesus christ man fucking from amtrak station to and amtrak has always had police and shit and it's like damn dude you guys are really cracking down i mean i have to admit i mean there was there was a lot of traffic there was a lot of traffic in and out throughout la and stuff it was heavily busy and lots of cars and shit lots of taxis lots of ubers Lots of people walking late at night for sure too. I thought I was gonna have to um, sit around and and wait a little longer, but um, I actually originally purchased the, the return trip ticket and it was originally slated to arrive at 5 a.m. But instead, I was able to get out and get in there about 12:30 a.m. Uh, the morning time. So I um, luckily was able to get on the first Amtrak bus back to Bakersfield and then take the train from Bakersfield to my location, which would have been about like, uh, I think it's like four hours or so, because the bus ride's two hours, so it's like something really like something about two hours or four hours or so on there. Um, so uh, I asked the conductor, and well, he said that the it was okay because he had lots of room. He's like, you're lucky. It was usually unpacked, so I had extra room. So he let me get on that and take my um, trip back earlier. So I, I, I got home earlier, um, not earlier today, but earlier uh, earlier than this time it is right now. It's 12.14 p.m. Pacific time, and I got home around 11 or so. Probably like So I really would have gotten back like an hour ago yesterday. It was literally an hour ago yesterday. Uh, man, it was cool. It was a little quick one-hit wonder. For me, it was real fun. And I like to say I enjoyed it. Like I said, the energy was just different in the air. I mean, when I went in, um, uh, 
alcohol. I went to go get some uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade because I like Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's really good. Don't ask me. Don't question me why. It was the end of the day, and I had like fucking six or seven hours left originally until I was going to be able to fucking leave. So I'm like, what the fuck do you expect me to do? All the, all the stores are fucking closed. It's dark. Uh, the, the energy is just like in the air, just like can't describe the fucking feeling that you do and it was just like so fucking terrible bro so um I would have liked to stay all of Thursday and came back today early in the morning or so cause I do have uh work later on today but um I just wanted to get out cause of the way it felt kind of felt weird, man, these cops acting weird, um, security's trying to come up to me and say, like, oh, why are you, like, you know, the station's closed and, and shit like that, I'm like, do you have a ticket, I'm like, uh, yeah, I have a ticket, because I'm not just normally going to be sitting here in Union Station, just doing nothing in the mix of a pandemic, I'm like, I'm not desperate, I'm not going to need to sit in the fucking station to keep warm, and let me just tell you, man, those hella rats, those things were rats. Those were our mouses. Like, I was literally sitting at one of their uh, benches, and it's really nice planter box right behind our, you know, plants. You know, Union Station, you know, they take real good care of it. It looks real fancy on the inside, right? And, uh, just sitting around, and there's rat, there's this rat right there, and it, it kind of came towards me, and I would stomp my feet and scare it, but nothing was stopping that fucking rat from coming this way. Nothing was stopping the dude from ratatouille from coming over, and it kept trying to come over there, I, um, didn't know the rules of the station, I know we have to wear masks in most places that we go, um, especially big places like that to slow the spread, so, uh, I was eating some candy, and there was an Amtrak bus over there, and I kept pulling my mask down and eating every other couple minutes, and I just didn't know how it was, like, if someone slid their mask down, if people were going to get nervous, or they think we were carrying some sort of, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, say, like, we're, they think we're spreading it or some shit like that. It's like, oh, yeah, a guy from who's not even from Los Angeles is here, and he's being reckless and walking around with a mask on. I mean, uh, this is completely random. I went to McDonald's in Santa Monica, so, and like I said, there's no, you can't dine in, I don't think. If you can dine in outside... There's a few tables outside that you can go and dine in, or dine out, excuse me. And I didn't know, like, I would pull my mask down and I would just be eating there normally, but I just was nervous because I didn't know if people were going to, like, say anything. Not that I would have given a fuck. I mean, I would have been like, you know, you guys should all go fuck off and go fuck yourself because coronavirus isn't real. Um, but just the energy and stuff. I mean, people seem to be cool. I, mean, so I, I noticed a couple of times people walk by and they pull their mask up, or they have their mask up, or some shit like that, I'm like, okay, for the last, for those five seconds you think that's gonna protect you, and you're walking around most people all fucking day long with the mask on, um, obviously, like I said, the spread doesn't seem too rapid right now, I do know we're in a pandemic, a lot of people are waiting for their, their, their $1,400 checks, and, you know, they don't want to sit around waiting for to see what Joe Biden is gonna be doing next. He's going to keep dropping bombs on Syria or signing more executive orders. We don't know. And we never will know. But um, I don't know who the fucking mayor of Los Angeles was. Or the governor of Los Angeles. 
they're no, there's no government here in Los Angeles. What the fuck? That's how you know we're high here. We're high on like multiple things too. And not drugs, ladies and gentlemen. Multiple stizzy flavors. I have the old gelato one. And I have the new uh, live resin one. So I'm fucking starving, bro. But yeah, more trips and definitely um, gonna see more for sure. Maybe next time we'll go to Hollywood. We won't be scared. We won't be that scared this time. Hollywood is pretty crazy too. I mean, I remember going to the um, the trail, the um, Hollywood Hills. It took about like three hours or so to walk the entire thing, though, for sure. It was pretty fun, though, I have to be honest. Fucking hungry, bro. But if I could do it again, I would gladly do it again. But the only the worst part about it was how dark it was on top of that. And uh, just the fact that it just seemed like so weird. Like, no, no, there was really nobody, really. I mean, there was a lot of people. Um, what is this? No, I'm fucking stoned, but I'm looking, um, I'm looking at this, uh, post on Disclose.tv. It says, genealogy firm has developed an AI tool that brings still images of dead family members to life. Did I read that correct? Yeah. It's a, it's a deep tool called, uh, or tool called Deep Nogoslagia. Let's... Users turn still pictures into short videos showing a dead loved one in a photograph, smiling, winking, or nodding. We're going to check that shit out. Oh, you know, like those uh, little fucking uh, stills of the someone's face and it shows them singing and stuff? You know what I'm talking about? Let, let's pull it up. I don't want to fuck with the, the, the sound quality in the back of the, of the podcast, so I'm going to use the Android. I'm going to see this. Let me just pull it up. I just retweeted it, but I'm trying to find it on this phone. Did it not pop up on my goddamn phone? Oh, it's real G the King, excuse me. So this is just it for you. There you go. Alright, we're gonna take a look at this uh, AI. I just wanna see this real quickly.
Now that is fucking creepy. That's fucking insane. Huh. That's pretty fucking creepy. It's like an old, old picture of, of somebody's mom and dad. And the software just shows her smiling, winking, looking up. She's looking up right now. It's like, it's fucking creepy, dude, how they're able to do that. Like, you know, um, it kind of looks like it. Do you remember um, Harry Potter? Like, the the motherfucking uh, pictures in there, always moving around. They're waving to you. They're saying hi and shit like that. Um, it's, uh... Um, the fucking pictures moving and shit. It looks kind of like that. They're smiling and they're waving and shit. But um, uh, speaking of anything, guys. Uh, speaking of something, I was gonna say. I was, I was completely um, off topic for a second. Um, but we we got some fights, man. Uh, we got some really really good fights this weekend. Um, I was just looking up on the the Twitter account on Twitter, and I was just seeing so much fight shit, and I realized it's like, dude, how can we go an entire episode without talking about the fights? Um, let's pull up this weekend's card. I want to see um, what we got going here. Mm -hmm. Here we go. So we got a uh, Jarzino Rosenstrike taking on a uh, Cyril Gann in a heavyweight main event on this Saturday. Um, actually, tomorrow. Excuse me. Today's Friday, so Saturday tomorrow. So. Um, I'm gonna watch the weigh-ins face off. Face off. So here we go. We got Jarzino Rosenstrike versus uh. Oh. Um, I don't think that's. What's uh, I know Dominic Cruz fights soon too. So is it this car that he's fighting on? Um. Surreal Gan versus Jarzino Rosenstrike. So I'm gonna look at the take a look at the card. I want to see what the card looks like. Uh, I want to look at the entire card. Though. How the fuck can we look at the entire card? Alright, here we go. So at the top of it, we've got Jarzino Rosenstrike versus Surreal again. Um, oh, the, Dominic Cruz is on the next pay-per-view. He's not on this card. He's on the UFC 259 Vahovic versus Adesanya fight. Now that's the fight that's coming up, and that's really fucking exciting fight card. I, I cannot wait for that one. And you know who, uh, who's on that one? Uh, at the top of that one, fuck, fuck this weekend's card. Look at this card, UFC 259, the one I've been thinking about, um, talking about for a long time. I'm not really talking about it on Twitter and stuff. I've just been mentioning it to a couple people and stuff. It's a very inter interesting card, a uh, triple header champ champ uh, um, card headlined by Jan Bohovic taking on Israel Adesanya. Holy shit, man. When that fight gets a little closer, we'll break that one down. Uh, Amanda Nunes returns against... Uh, 
um, Megan Anderson, and then obviously the big, big fight between uh, Piotr Jan taking on Algermaine Sterling. So that's an interesting fight. It's an excellent fight. Um, excited to see that one. Um, finally get to see those two lock horns. But um, in uh, the lightweight division, we have Islam Makhachev taking on Drew Dober. Alexander Rakic versus Tiago Santos. That's on the main card. Preliminary card on ESPN. ESPN Plus is headlined by Dominic Cruz taking on Casey Kenny. Sonia Dong versus Kyler Phillips. Both those fights are actually both at Bantamweight. So two flyweight fights as well. The return of Joseph Benavides. Benavides, excuse me, versus Oscar uh, Askarov. And uh, Rogerio Baltarin versus Kai Cara France. Uh, we got uh, Riva Renato Souza versus Amanda Lemos. Uh, that should be a fun one. Um, Tim Elliott returns. Uh, this is a stacked card against Jordan Espinoza. Kennedy and Santiago versus Carlos Uberg. Sean Brady versus Nick Matthews. So there's a total of, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. So 15 total fights, but, you know, at the top of it, what makes me the most excited has to be the fucking triple header. And Blahovich versus Adesanya, are you kidding me? That's an interesting fight. I've been thinking about that fight for a long, long time since it's first been announced. Been detailed. I mean, does Israel have what it takes to do everything that he's done down at 185 and do that at 205 pounds where the guys are much bigger, stronger, and I don't know necessarily if they're much faster. I mean, I had gotten done thinking about this uh, yesterday night, actually, and um, I know I say some outlandish things sometimes. I know that I, I, I um, say some crazy shit sometimes about the fights, about predictions, and they turn up completely wrong sometimes. I mean, like the Derek Lewis uh, victory that he just had over... Uh, Curtis Blades, I actually thought Curtis Blades did early, uh, good early on, and Curtis Blades would utilize his wrestling a lot more early on, and, you know, if not anything, shooting him for a reckless takedown like that, and catching an uppercut wasn't necessarily the smartest thing to do, but, um, but if you look at the performance Derek Lewis had against Curtis Blades, he landed a nasty uppercut, and those couple of nasty bombs, People call him unanswered punches and stuff, but you know, I, I completely said that I thought Curtis Blades was going to beat Derek Lewis, and I bet on it, and I thought he was going to take him down and beat him up, just as a lot of other people thought too. Um, but you know, Derek Lewis pulls that one out of the win, out of the uh, out of his ass. His balls was hot. Great job, Derek Lewis. Uh, fast forward to what I was saying about um, we got heavyweights tomorrow. Uh, obviously, surreal gun versus. Uh, Jarzino Rosenstrike. Um, I know we just we just jumped cards and stuff like that, but um, it will be interesting to see um, how Cyril does against uh, Jarzino Rosenstrike, who's a top ten fighter, top five. Um, definitely deserves to be where he is, and it will be a sentiment, and uh, it will be uh, another example to see real good how good Cyril is and how he does. At uh, at this stage of his career, I mean, like I said, he's very new, very green in the heavyweight division, and you know, when it comes to breaking into the top ten and top five and setting up big fights for a guy like Surreal, it's it's gonna get him there. I mean, both men have a win over those Santos. Um, you know, any 
anybody that has a win over Junior Dos Santos is, uh, you know, a, a, a force to be reckoned with. And anybody that can beat that elite of elite guys like that have shown multiple times and multiple occasions that they deserve to be there. So, uh, Surreal Gan is getting an opportunity of a lifetime taking on a guy like Jarzuna Rosas, right? I didn't really realize how long of a career he's had and the big wins that he's carried and had. I mean, the first, his UFC, what was it, his fastest knockout in heavyweight history he has was against Alan Crowder, if I'm not believe if, I, if that's the right name. Um, he has the wins over Arlovsky, JDS, Alistair Overeem, and... Uh, you know, obviously, like I said, people say what they want about the Alistair Overeem fight. That Alistair was like, four minutes and 57 seconds of that entire fight up until that happened. And obviously, they both uh, haven't fought Francis Ngannou. Surreal has not fought Francis Ngannou. But Surreal uh, obviously will fight against Jarzinho, who had fought against uh, against him as well. But um, I think Junior Dos Santos was probably Surreal's biggest opponent to date and now will be. Jarzino Rosenstrike, and we'll get to see what happens. Obviously, like I said, with Derek Lewis winning, maybe the winner of Surreal Gan versus Jarzino Rosenstrike can take on Derek Lewis. Because, you know, like I said, the, the heavyweight division is very log-jammed right now, and I said either if Curtis Blades or Derek Lewis wins, it really doesn't get them anywhere at this point because of the um, log-jammed heavyweight division. And with John Jones bulking up and moving to heavyweight and getting the title shot at heavyweight, it kind of puts a little logjam in there right now. So we really don't get too much out of it with a win. However, if you want to matchmake, if you want to put some fights together, have guys fight each other that are very good. Who the fuck is that? What the fuck are you doing over here, bro? You don't be fucking driving like that over here in this fucking city. Like, you can't be over here fucking people's uh, shit up, man. Look at these little fucking thugs. Driving their shit around here like they own the place. What the fuck? Shouldn't even took you that long to do a fucking wide turn like that. Go for going over and driving on people's fucking grass and shit, man. I fucking hate that. I'm not gonna be racist here on this podcast, nor am I a racist in general. But fucking some of these people don't even have fucking license and shit, man, or tags on their fucking car. They're thinking they can drive around here in a town that they're not even from like that, man. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. But anyways, like I said, yeah, so the logjam heavyweight division, it really, uh, you know, um, really nothing moving when it comes to the contenders and stuff right now because uh, the setup that they have right now with Steve Bay fighting Francis again, um, and yeah, we got Steve Bay fighting Francis again, and now Derek Lewis in the mix, he's pulled Curtis Blades out, so we pulled Curtis Blades out of the equation for right now. <coughs> maybe Curtis Blades can fight if he's looking to come back sooner rather than later. I mean, especially after a knockout loss, like for him to come back. But, you know, there's still some clarity for him. And um, there's still some hope for him in the heavyweight division because it is a heavyweight division. And like I said, you look at how good he was against Derek Lewis early on. And he hurt, hurt Derek Lewis with big bruise a couple times early on in that fight. Um, he, he looked good, so, I mean, in the heavyweight division, man, it's like, it's not, like, everybody hits hard, so it's like, you, you, you either, you either, it's either one shot, or fucking, I don't know, man, I mean, it's either you, you, uh, you, you put people to sleep, or you get put to sleep, I mean, there's a lot of good heavyweights now, I mean, another guy 
who looked good against Andre Arlovsky. Um, Tom Aspinall, not to say out of the uh, performances against Andre Arlovsky, all respects to all the people that, you know, you can look at guys who have beaten Arlovsky. If you look at the top heavyweight, of the top of the heavyweight division, you got a, uh, you got Stipe who knocked down Arlovsky. You got Ngannou who knocked down Arlovsky. You got uh, um, Jarzinho who fought and beat Arlovsky. You got a, uh, no, I don't, yeah, it was Jarzinho. I mean, Alistair Overeem, guys like that who have all fought and beaten Arlovsky. And now you got a guy who looked uh, amazing, who reminds me of a, a, a British version of Frank Mir, as a lot of people compare him. They call Frank Mir his dad and, and stuff. And Frank Mir has uh, chimed in on it and said that, called him his son and stuff like that like that's cool I mean people make the comparison comparisons but how about Tom, Tom Aspinall he's a good that's a good heavyweight uh, good heavyweight right there and Chris, uh, Chris Dawkins and Kyle Dawkins two brothers in UFC but I think Chris Dawkins is the one that uh, Chris Dawkins is the one that just won a heavyweight he beat Alexi Olenek another top 10 one fighter so we got big guys like Chris Dawkins we got um, we got Tom Aspinall looking good. I mean, Tom Aspinall with those quick hands and quick combinations and stuff against Arlovsky. And then he not only, uh, I think he's the first man to submit Andre Arlovsky. Let me fact check that. Let me fact check that and let me make sure that's right. That sounds kind of a crazy, like a crazy, a crazy fucking uh, um, thing, but let me see this. Let me pull up Andre Arlovsky's Wikipedia. Forty-two years old, still doing the damn thing. So he has a uh, seventeen knockouts, seventeen wins by knockout, three by submission. Oh, so two losses by submission. So who's the other person that he lost to sum by submission? Ah, okay, I forgot about that. His only other loss by submission was to Josh Barnett. That was during that stretch where he uh, was on his uh, one, two, three, four, five, five, five fight losing streak because he goes from losing to Stipe to Overeem to Barnett to Ngannou to Marcin Taibura. After that, then he comes back and beats uh, Junior Albini, sets through, loses to Tai Tuivasa, loses to Shamila Durakimov, um, loses essentially to Walt Harris, but gets that turned into a no contest after he tested positive for uh, performance enhancing drugs. Then after that, he lost to Dresso Sakai. So really, he, he went on a four-fight losing streak twice in his second run in the UFC. Because he used to fight back in the day with Tim Sylvia's of the day and, and all the, um, you know, Fedor Milinenko's and, and he, he fought everybody, man. Early on, I mean, his fights against Paul Blontuello, Justin Ehlers, Valerie Matyushenko. His fight against Rico Rodriguez, Pedro Hizzo. He lost his first fight by knockout. Six minutes and five seconds of the first round. Jeez. They had uh, that. How long were the rounds? He's fought and beaten Fabricio Badum. I mean, he's, he's lost against Tim Sylvia, but he's also beaten Tim Sylvia. Knocked out Vladimir Matyushenko. Knocked out Nikita Fedor. One of the most feared strikers early on in, in 
at heavyweight. I mean, there's wins over Frank Mir and Travis Brown, Antonio Silva, Brendan Schaub. He lost to Andre Orlovsky, or excuse me, he lost to Anthony Johnson. But, you know, he had his jaw broken in that fight. He's still continuing to keep going. Lost to Antonio Silva. Lost to Fedor Emelianenko. Beat Roy Nelson. Knocked out Roy Nelson in the UFC with one punch. Um, beat Ben Rothwell. So, he's fought the who's the who's. And he's fought in generations of, of great fighters. I mean, you, you've seen from, like, the Paul Buontuelos to the Tim Sylvias to the Roy Nelsons to move forward, move forward. I mean, he fought Brendan Schaub of the world, obviously. And then he fought top 10 guy, Antonio Silva. He's had some big uh, big wins over some guys. You know, Long should have retired a long time ago. Um, I mean, he had that big fun fight with Travis Brown. That was one of the craziest first round fights. You know, it was fight of the night. Both men hurt on multiple occasions and it was an absolute slugfest. You can tell those guys were trying to take each other's heads off. And then um, he went and beat Frank Mir, which you fast forward now to Tom Aspinall. A lot of people are excited about Tom Aspinall. They have the, the comparisons to Frank Mir, a lot smaller. Uh, he's a lot taller than Frank Mir, a little less thicker. Frank Mir, um, obviously, um, having a boxing uh, match upcoming, too. So I don't forgot who the guy he's fighting, but Frank Mir is coming up uh, soon, too. Speaking of Frank, um, shout out to Frank Mir, the great Frank Mir. Um, But yeah, man, heavyweights heavyweights popping right now. So um, let's do some quick fight picks for the weekend. Um, I'd say that Jarzinho Rosenstrike has a significant striking advantage over Surreal. Surreal's very strong and very powerful. And the last time we've seen uh, any French, too, and look built like a Greek uh, god, I do believe the last time we did see somebody named uh, Francis Ngannou knock out uh, Jarzino Rosenstrike, but you know, Surreal Gan has a lot of uh, good skills. I mean, he's phenomenal kickboxing. He's very, very strong. I do believe his knockout over Junior Dos Santos was via knee. Am I correct? Let's pull that up. Let's see. I want to see that. I, I, I need to go back. Let's go back and quickly look at that. Can we look at that on ESPN Plus? Can we get in trouble? Let's pull it up. I want to see that knockout because we have to finish this. Um, I'm sipping on a Bud Light Seltzer. Let me just tell you quickly, ladies and gentlemen, we're not brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer, but Bud Light Seltzers are one of the most tastiest seltzers out there. Definitely beat um, the Trues. Definitely beat, beat, beat every single other fucking seltzer out there. Bud Light Seltzer is one of the best ones, and I'm sipping on a, a lemonade flavor. Not my favorite flavor, not the most tastiest one, but I do love the black cherry. So get yourself a Bud Light Seltzer available at every one of your fucking favorite uh, 7-Elevens, 7-Eleven, um, gas stations, everywhere, everywhere you go, 7-Elevens, A&PMs, where the fuck you ever want to go. Anywhere you go and find, you can find these, except Los Angeles, because every fucking store that I went in sold everything but alcohol. Jesus Christ, dude. And one thing, I, I need a couple sips or something like that to get me through my night. And I did go to the one liquor store, but I didn't get everything I wanted to get there. So, I mean, it's kind of sucked for the rest of the night for sure. Oof. Delicious, actually. Let me look it up. Dos Santos. I want to see this. 
ESPN Plus has to have it. There we go. That was on UFC. That was UFC 256. Let's turn this shit up. I mean, I still think he's he's very much developing and, and is getting really um, you know, obviously, like I said, it was one of those guys on the high rise, so we'll get to see that. Um, here we go. Um, has a chance. This is when he fought Junior Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos will be 37 in January. Sinogon is 30 years of age. Both fighters six foot four inches tall. Just a pound discrepancy. Surreal's good, man. I'm very excited to see what he can do. Ladies and gentlemen, we are open. He opened the pay-per-view main card. From the UFC Apex in Las Vegas for UFC 256. He's very slim and very thick, though. He, he's he, he's very massive, but he, he he can move very well on his feet. Less muscular than Francis Ngannou, but one of the only other guys from France in UFC. Paris, France, baby. Six wins, no losses, and that's a huge star. Huge, huge star has the potential to be very huge star. It's one of those guys that have the hype like Francis Ngannou. I mean, people are very excited to see Francis Ngannou fight for a title again, and I'd, I'd pay to see Francis Ngannou fight for the title ten times out of ten. But here we go, former champion Junior Dos Santos. It's been a while since I've seen this fight. That's why I'm checking out. Get on with it. Well, the beautiful Brooklyn Wren is with us tonight. Junior Do believe this on the first round, too. Looking for his 16th UFC fighter, win. Fighter, he won the heavyweight fighter. title back in November of 2011. This fight clock is brought to you by Modelo. Brewed for those with a fighting spirit. Dos Santos is in black. Cito Gan is in blue. Here we go. The huge, uh, huge, uh... And a heavyweight fight inside the Apex Octagon is always, like, it's killed, like, because you never know how fast things get in. This is such a short, small Octagon. Small amount of space to move in. Matt Mitrione gets the tag, takes two steps back with him on the neck from this 25-footer. Cyril stopping a, a takedown. Boom's got a neck. That front headlock, I thought he was going to try to choke him. He's a big, strong guy. Very good Muay Thai. Very nasty kicks. That was a nasty kick. Junior, Junior Dos Santos still has that power and still moves very well. It's just when he gets hit cleanly, man, it's just it's unfortunate. But he's still very fucking light on his feet and still very, you know, hasn't lost his his speed and very nasty with the strike still. Junior's, uh, Junior's just on a losing streak right now, but he's still so fucking good and just wild. These guys that are beating him are just that much better, but he's still, he's looking good in this fight so far. Junior looks good, but, you know, Surreal God has some nasty kicks, too. Oh, he's catching Surreal. Junior is a very dangerous striker still. 
despite the four fight losing losing streak. So very credible heavyweight, very uh, very strong. Despite, ooh, nice kick. So far, it's a good fight. Both are throwing some nasty kicks. Jarzinho Rosenstrike though just feels like such a uh, more. Uh, we're gonna watch the Jarzinho Rosenstrike fight against Junior Dos Santos after that. I just feel like he's a lot more of a seasoned striker, and he's a lot better and a lot more quicker. And he's nasty too. Jarzinho's r real nasty. Like you're getting a lot of really good strikers in the heavyweight division as of late, man. It's like we got Gan, we got Stipe, we got Francis, we got um, Rosenstrike. Got Tom Aspinall, man. Look at all these good strikers. Ooh, nice jab. Leg kick, that nice left leg kick, though. Inside, ooh, another nice right leg kick. He's a good kicker, man. I'm enjoying it. Some he has some nasty kicks. He kicks a lot in this fight. Turning it aside a little bit. He's gonna throw a kick. I knew it. Oh, missed it. right hand landing a nice right hand just a little reckless swinging that left hand he's a little reckless man a little reckless and a kick that was a good round I'd say surreal gan one one with those uh nasty kicks 
Finish season striker attacks with nasty kicks as well. Jorginho as well, but Jorginho has some pop in his hand, as does Gan. A lot of these guys are fucking good at heavyweight, man. I'm really, really excited to see what these guys are going to do moving forward. 16 leg strikes absorbed. 10 body strikes. 5 head strikes. Keep your hands up. When he switches stance, he's going to kick you in the head. You have to surprise him with the takedown, too. Move your upper body. UFC 256 Figueredo versus Moreno is presented by Modelo, brewed for those with a fighting spirit. Round two. Any thoughts, DC, on Luis Doria's message there to Junior Dos Santos after round one? Yeah, I mean, he does need to make some of the takedowns, but you know what I love is, is seeing Luis Doria still in the corner, right? Very rarely do you see guys stay with the same coach in your whole career. Everybody wants to point the finger. Junior and Luis had the success together and the failures in their family, but he gave him the right message. Surprise him with takedowns, get close and mix it up a little bit, let your hands go. Oh, nice kick. Gan is mixing up his range very well. It, you know, it looks like he's going to throw a jab, then he throws that inside low kick. He's making these same feints and reads. Just to watch a big guy like Cyril Gan bounce on his feet the whole time, moving, bouncing, not a stationary target. That's one thing you see with, 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 with fighters at heavyweight. They're big, they're on their feet. They stay square, flat foot. This guy isn't doing that at all. He's attacking him with so many leg, uh, leg kicks. He's a really good striker. just like Daniel just said, he is bouncing on his toes. He's light for a big heavyweight. I think the key for Dos Santos is to step on his shadow. He has to get his feet inside, so that way he can use that educated lead hand he has. Dos Santos has one of the most educated lead hands in the heavyweight division. He's got a great jab, and that hook comes behind it. I think it's key that Dos Santos gets on his shadow and stops sitting on the outside that kicks crazy. He just landed a good right hand there. Oh, Junior back in the center. Oh. Hey, kick. I, I, haven't, I don't remember seeing this fight. I don't think I actually seen this one. I, this is the first time. I remember um, hearing about what happened, but I don't remember seeing it. Ooh, another nasty kick. Surreal's attacking with nothing but mainly kicks, man. Ooh, another one. Nasty-ass kicks. Easy to say the best kicker in the, in the UFC's heavyweight division. Ooh, elbow. Ooh. Wow, we gotta see that again. He heard him bad with that jab, man. He noticed it, he saw it, and he went and followed with that, that, that big elbow to the side of the head to finish. Uh, great performance by Cyril Gan. I mean, this is exactly what he needed. Dos Santos did good up until then, man. Really is, that was a nasty strike. Such a composed technical game. Yeah, he's you know, very calm. A lot of heavyweights would like to brawl. I mean, you, you, 
rarely see a guy, as you said, that moves so lightly on his feet, and a guy who's so technical, mixing up his reads, mixing up his feints. You can see when that pops that jab and really start Junior with that. Oh, that was a jab. Elbow, Junior tries to throw, tries to throw a right hand. Oh, another elbow, and he goes down. Tries to throw that right hand. And he knees him in the body. Junior kind of turns his head a little bit. Ooh, and he lands that last the back of the ear. Yeah, he lands. He lands that elbow to the back of the head, uh, back of the ear, and Junior goes down. That's nasty. Elbow knockout loss. That's nasty, man. We gotta take a, I want to take a better look at that. You know what the thing about this is, Joe? Like, when a guy takes finish and he jump up and he starts to complain at times, and then a guy loses a fight like this, and Junior immediately starts to complain about it being illegal, it takes a little bit away from the performance. Yeah, a little bit. Trevor, what do you think here? Let's see here. That's a that's legal. He yeah. hits him. It actually touches the ear. If anything touches the ear, it's a legal shot. Yeah. And Dos Santos is turning away. He yeah. was turning yeah. away moments before that. I that, I don't think yeah. there should be any complaining here. No, I, I, I agree with you. And it also it looks like a lot on the neck as well. Yeah. All right. The official decision is brought to you by Guaranteed Rate. You can save massive money on your mortgage with the incredibly low rates from Guaranteed Rate. Act now by visiting rates.com. To make this one official is Bruce Buck. Ladies and gentlemen, referee Jared Burlell has called a stop to this contest at 2 minutes, 34 seconds of round number 2. Declaring the winner by TKO, Cyril Bagamagana! Here to 4, we're going with Cyril Gan. Final answer on the name. He's 7-0, came in number 14 in the world. Dos Santos was number 7. This guy's move... Better see this again. Here's this. Oof. Yeah. It's really behind the ear. It's close. Yeah, right on the side. Yeah. It's very close. Like, there's a bit of a... There's an area on the side. Joe, Grabs a tie clinch. Right that knee of the body. Then, boom! Right behind the ear. Yeah, he hit him right behind the back of the ear. The yeah, back yeah, of the yeah, ear. That's over. Yeah, they, they come and tell you that there's a part of the back of your... Not the back of your head. Right on the side. That, um... Well, if you guys look up, Junior is livid. He just called and tried to show the referee the replay. Gets finished, and he jump up and he starts to complain. Need to change up the tempo of what they're throwing. Everything isn't a hundred percent. Masterful effort out of Gonzo. I mean, he really did get outclassed. And this outside leg kick hurt Junior. He hurt him bad with a jab. Hurt him with legs. He really sat down on that jab. You heard him with that jab right? first. He was going to throw a head kick at first. And now watch his beautiful elbow. Man, this is Those. a legal elbow. Cyril Gon fought a fantastic fight. And unfortunately, um, there will be a section of people that believe that 
This was not a legal strike. It was absolutely legal. Great job, Cyril Gaon. Now join Joe Rogan. Thank you, man. I am here with the winner, Cyril Gaon. Cyril Gaon, we all agreed, uh, cage side, that that was a legal strike. Did that disturb you at all, that there was some controversy at the end of the performance? Yeah, I, because I, I was not sure when I'm finished the fight. And, uh, he was really confident that he said, yeah, I touched him in the back of his head. In his head. Uh, I don't know exactly. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we take it easy and we will see. Well, when you see the replay, what did you see? What, what did you think about? I don't know exactly. I saw a little bit. We can see it here. So here's the final sequence. You had him hurt from a strike. Ah, uh, yeah. A little bit, maybe. Interesting. With another angle. But it also looks like he's turning wet. Yes, a little bit because he turned his head. A little bit. I don't think that should take away from your performance. I, I think what you did tonight was amazing. You fought you, a sir. former world champion, and you extended your undefeated streak. You put on a show against a great fighter, and you showed all of your skills. Now, considering the, the relative small amount of time you've been fighting in the UFC, and the fact you had to take this long wait before you got this fight, give us your thoughts on what this has been like for you. It hasn't been frustrating? Yes, of course. This is a, but this is not disrespect for my former opponent, but you know, the Santos, you understand what he did. So yes, I'm really happy to, to did that great, and uh, we will see for, for the future. Well, your future looks very bright, my friend. Congratulations on an excellent performance. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you again. Cyril Gaon, ladies and gentlemen. Cyril Gaon maximizing the paper. Please, he's going to get... What a, what a crazy performance, man. That was a performance, that's for sure. He has a lot of promise. I'm really excited to see Jarzino Rosenstrike, the heavyweight main event, tomorrow night on ESPN Plus, baby. Let's fucking go. Um, next, we'll talk about Israel Adesanya versus Jan Blahovic and the whole triple header, Aljo versus um, Peter Jan and Manu Nunes versus... Um, Megan Anderson, very interesting and very exciting. Follow more on the next episode, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you guys for joining us here on this glorious, amazing episode of Kicking It with the Motherfucking King. I'm so excited, man, for that shirt to come in. Very excited to see how it looks. I'm going to model in it for you guys, too, so it'll look good. Um, appreciate you guys. Obviously, like I said, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at KWTKPod as well. Um, follow me on Twitter at RealGTheKing, ladies and gentlemen, as well as uh, Instagram uh, at official G, uh, official uh, G the King underscore official, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to take one last hit of this amazing live resume. All right, baby, we're about to get out of here. And, um, for those who don't know, the DJ Turn It Up song, I actually mixed and designed that. So, it was a mix. It was a song. It was um, it was mixed by me. And I just thought it would be a cool intro to the podcast. So, oh yeah. Fuck yeah. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you guys uh, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the fights. Um, we will be back to talk about the fights. And um, we, may just, we may just talk about UFC 250 tomorrow 
the, the upcoming uh, pay-per-view card. We're going to talk about that. We might talk about it tomorrow or if uh, in the near future, about a week from now, maybe. If not, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow, too, for another episode of Kicking It With The King. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, this is Gabriel Hernandez signing off. Baby, DJ, turn it up. DJ, DJ, turn it up. We're in this bitch. We're in the, we're about to get up out of this bitch. Bye, folks. We kind of fucked it up towards the end. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It was, like, kind of high and stuff here, too. So we did take a fucking lot of... Uh, what is it called? I took a, a hit of wax before I started the podcast. I had multiple stizzy hits too. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. Bye, folks. Music allowed these little bit hits. If I have one, they knew what you get. I just go in like the fit of a switch.